You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. So the. Brooklyn Nets get the win, and Pistons fall short once again. 118 to 112 is our final. You heard that on 97-1, the ticket in Detroit. While you were sleeping, the Pistons reached historical proportions of losses in an NBA single season. It's up to 27 right now, and no stop Inside. This is Unsportsmanlike. Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein sitting in for Evan Canty and Michelle. They'll be back after the new year, but you've got us the rest of the week here on ESPN Radio and over on ESPN2. This show, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. We don't need to waste any time here, Mike. Let's bring in Javante for my easily my favorite segment on Unsportsmanlike. We've heard it multiple times this week. Let's hit it. Another loss, 27 and counting. My favorite part of that drop is the, oh, like, I know. where did I that come from? That. Hey. <laughs> did, did they pull that from something or were they just like, hey, make a noise and it will fit in here perfectly? He makes those noises all the time. It was pretty easy to find. That, <laughs> I'm sure that that's the noise you make when you get the ESPN alert and you see 27 straight losses for the Detroit Pistons. Do you, let me ask, do you have league pass, Javante? Is that how you're watching all of these games out in Bristol, Connecticut? Yes, I do. I have lead pass. And I thought like, oh, you know, they got lead pass. I could watch the Pistons this year more than I did last year. And we're here. 27 losses straight. As a did poor, you turn uh, off poor investment Pistons, on your part. Did you turn off the Pistons alert at any point? Was it like 20 game losing streak? And you're like, all right, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm a company man, but I, I just can't take this anymore. My phone needs a break from the sadness. Oh no, I keep it on. That's that's regular. It it adds to it. You gotta keep it. Like I can't take it off. Like it just make it in a weird way it still makes my night. Like, oh the pistons lost again. Like, oh that's great. It <laughs> makes everything makes feel normal. Night? Are you are you Tom, are you the Pistons owner? Are you Tom Gores? No, I wish I was. Be no, running yes, a whole I mean, different a operation. Bi- He's from not a bi- that delusional. I, from a billionaire perspective, I imagine you would. Yeah. I don't think he's that delusional, though. Javante, as you heard there in his Detroit Pistons minute, um, very realistic second. about where it's the a second, second, excuse me, uh, <laughs> very realistic about where this team stands. A 118-112 loss, the second time that they played the Brooklyn Nets this week. Well, you know, more of the same, another loss. Let's, let's hear from Tom Gores, though, because this level of delusion from the Pistons owner on Bally Sports Detroit is of historic proportions. So there's clearly a theme here. Historic losses, historic delusion. Here's Tom Gores. We have a good core. We have a good foundation. We have these, all these young players, and we have flexibility. So we have to not panic and do the right thing, execute, and have urgency. So that's our, that's our balance. You know, we have to thread the needle to create urgency, create change because we're not where we need to be. But don't, don't ruin the, the ship, the boat here. It's, it's pretty good. This team hasn't won a game since before Halloween, Mike. The World Series came and went, and the Detroit and the Detroit Pistons <laughs> hadn't won a game during that stretch. It was, you know, the Chicago Bulls earlier this year. They started out, I believe, one and one, and then tumbling now to two and twenty-eight. It is, mind you, December twenty-seventh. We're not even at like 
anywhere close to the halfway point. That's in February. At some point, they're going to be mathematically eliminated from postseason contention. Like, when, when it's still snowing outside, like, to wrap your head around that and just how bad things have gotten for the Detroit Pistons, where Tom Gore is at least the one ounce of truth that he talked about there with the construction of this team, they do have a good core. Cade Cunningham was a first-round pick. The guy scored 41 points last night on 15-21 shooting, nine rebounds, five assists. Like, he's a good player. Imagine him yeah. doing that on a good team or even like a – not even a good team. Give me like an above, below-average, mediocre team. I'm sure that that would yield results unlike it's doing with this albatross at Little Caesars Arena. No, the, their core is not bad. Like, it, it really isn't. It's young, like you're talking about. Cade Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart's 22 years old. He's a pretty good player. Jalen Duran's an all right player. Asar Thompson is a guy that they drafted this past year. Jaden Ivey they drafted last year. He's had some struggles, if you remember Jaden Ivey from uh, the NCAA tournament from Purdue. So there are James Weissman they traded with Golden State for, but they haven't really been using him. But so like when you're talking about they have a good young core, but they also because if you heard Gore's in there, he's like, we have a good young core, but also we need to change things. But stay the course. And, you know, I I felt like I was listening to a human talk himself in circles down the drain. (sighs) I mean, that's really all you can do. First thing I would say is play James Weissman more, please. Like James Wiseman can play basketball. That I might get you a win. I forgot he was on that team. I yeah. because of how this whole season has gone. Remember, like it went from him moving around the league the last couple of years after it didn't work out with the Golden State Warriors. He is on that roster. Is there? I don't think we've heard any explanation. Maybe Javante, you would know as to why he's not playing more. Is he just bad? No idea. Has he fallen off a cliff? I, I doubt that. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of bad lineup changes uh, and, that goes on there. And that's on Monty Williams. And, yeah. like, you know, for a team that I'm going to give you these odds, Mike, this was an awesome thing for you to ask this morning in our in our Zoom chat. Like, do you have the odds on Detroit to win the NBA championship, a Larry O'Brien <laughs> trophy this year? <laughs> As it currently stands, <laughs> plus 50,000. That's tied with five other teams. I believe the so- San Antonio Spurs are in that mix, too. But you're so saying you're saying there's a there's chance. A chance. There is a, chance. <laughs> we, much of a been, chance. We've been trying to peer pressure Javante into putting $5 on it, but he's a coward and won't do it. Javante, I will, I, Javante, I <laughs> will stake you. Okay, Javante, I, I, I'm not allowed. Yep, Do it. That's all I'll say. Got it. Yeah, Javante, I'll, say, I'll Venmo you $5 right yeah. now and you can do it. In all seriousness, though, when you're talking about those lineups and, and maybe some of the things that aren't happening, Monty Williams got a six-year $78.5 million contract. Remember, he, he signed with the Detroit Pistons after he gets fired in Phoenix. Kind of a surprise move. Like, you're going from Phoenix, a team that had Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, to this. Um, and that is a little surprising. Let's hear from the head coach of the Detroit Pistons on how things got this bad and what his responsibility is in all of it. Nobody wants this kind of thing attached to them. You know, I, I was brought in here to to change this thing. It's probably the most on me than anybody. You know, the players are playing their hearts out. I got to get them in a position where they don't feel tight or heavy. You know, it's where we are. That's the reality of the situation. So the players that are playing his heart, their hearts out, I mean, you can see it if you're watching us on ESPN2 right now, the long-drawn faces of Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, te- his teammates – at some point, if you are a player and you keep seeing the same thing happening over and over again, I'm just thinking human nature-wise. Like, how do you how do you show up for work and give it your all every single day when everything you're doing 
is failing and failing yeah. to historic levels so far. Right. By the way, not to be lost on this, I do wonder whether both the Suns and Monty Williams have buyer's remorse here because the Suns are a pretty good team. Right now they're under 500, and maybe they should have kept Monty Williams. Just, just saying maybe that that would have – even though the message is maybe getting a little stale, they had changed that whole roster in Phoenix. Could have been much better off for them. And the Pistons, yeah, they moved on from Dwayne Casey. I understand why, but Dwayne Casey was really good with young players. Mm-hmm. He was really good with getting a young team to buy in. You saw, even though the record wasn't there, and I'm going to sound like Tom Gores here, and this hurts my heart, but like you saw where they were going with Dwayne Casey. I don't really see where they're going now with Monty Williams, but you're, you're tied with Monty Williams. Monty Williams, it seems like, does better with a veteran-laden team, which this team does not have. No, it has Cade Cunningham as their leader. And for a leader like that to have to guide his team through dark waters where I don't know if you can see any sort of shining light down there that leads you to an area to get out of this, but I want to hear from the Pistons guard because for a player – to put up a performance, like have a performance like he did last night, put up the numbers that he did, and still see the same result, I, I imagine that that's not an easy thing to overcome. And that wears on you. So let's hear from Cade Cunningham on what he's doing to try to keep this team together. Don't jump off the boat. we got to stay together. Right now is the easiest time to stand off and, and be on your own. But we need to continue to lean on each other and continue to push each other and hold each other accountable more than ever now. It weighs on us every day. I mean, everywhere, where's honest. I don't know what all these boat references are. You got Tom Gores talking about the <laughs> rock the boat, Cade Cunningham saying don't I, jump off of the boat into Lake Michigan. Um, I'm, interesting I mean, I choice it, of words. It, it might come from, I mean, this is just pure, you know, hyperbole here. But so I believe John Beeline's still part of their development. And if you remember, John Beeline, back when he was at Michigan, had shirts that were made that, I th- was it, Kyrie Los Barcos, I think it was what it was. That's and right. it was basically referencing sh- Barcos' boats Boat. and, and ships in Spanish. And they were basically referencing boats and ships. So maybe it's coming from John Beeline. I don't know. It's a weird place considering Detroit is, uh, at least for where Detroit stands, is a landlocked city. But... Uh, whatever works. I mean, you look at their schedule right it's now. It's not I'm, whatever it is. It's not working. I'm trying to figure out like when their next win what might come. When you know, they, remember it was before Halloween, so they've got Toronto on December 30th. Like tomorrow, it's they, they, you go ahead and like don't even go to the game uh, if you were planning to somehow go watch the Detroit Pistons. If you're a Boston Celtics fan, because they're playing the best team in the NBA, um, that'll be 28. So when Mike and I are hosting here tomorrow, we'll be talking about that one. Um, or rather Friday, December 30th against Toronto. That's reasonable. They're 11 and 18. Um, as we've talked about before, the, the San Antonio Spurs, another young team, January 10th, they come up to Detroit. The Spurs have four wins this season. By that time, Detroit may have 34 losses. So maybe that's the one, Javante, you want to put a little wager on here for them to win that game. And then Washington, um, uh, January 15th. Maybe they go on a little win streak here, a two-game win streak after beating the Spurs and Washington. Uh, I don't know if you can if you can make that into a parlay there to, to gather uh, a couple wins there for the Detroit Pistons, but that might be about as good of a chance as you have this year. I asked for your help on this. Like, how do they exercise these demons to get out of this, like, losing, it's not even a rut, it's just, like, in the pit of hell that they're currently in, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, that's the number to get in. On the Dr. Pepper call-in line, let's go to Mike in Maryland, you're on Unsportsmanlike, 
Give me something this team can do to stop the losing streak at, I'm going to go ahead and say 28 because I'm already like giving them the L against Boston, but, but how do they not make it 29? Well, um, I would use the Denver Broncos model. I would go out and get the best retired guy with the history of building champions out of young people. Who is that? That is Mike Krzyzewski. I would be pounding on his door every day with a blank check until he either said yes or filed stalking charges against me. I would, the, the deal I would offer him, you come in with, for one season, you bring your entire staff, your entire administration, you pick who the successor is. He's well known for promoting young coaches. I think that's the one way he would actually come out of retirement, and that is my solution. Hey, Mike, that's a great one. I didn't think you were going to go that direction. That's I, different. It, Coach K still... Is that a great one? Are we sure that's a great idea? I, I mean, know. it's out of the box. Pat, what's your idea? If you want to jump in here from the peanut gallery, how, what would you do to exercise their demons Let's, that are inside Little Caesars Arena? Yeah, bring in Jim Harbaugh at this point, you know? Like, why not? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which idea is more out there, man. Like, I, I just don't think... Kay would do it. I mean, I mean, he's still an advisor on Duke's staff, right? Like, or in he's like in, still part of the program, or is he like I, truly, truly retired and just doing USA? I mean, basketball I think he, he's obviously not coaching. I think uh, he's obviously around. Yeah, yeah more of like an ambassador. You bring in Harbaugh, you could get some of the Celtics signs tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, you guys aren't contributing anything. Like, give me some, like, real suggestions here. Like, Jim Oh, Coach Harbaugh, K was such a real suggestion? It was better than knocking on his door until Jim he coaches Harbaugh. the Pistons? How is that realistic? Well, they're not, they're not also not going to move on from Monty Williams. They're not going to light can't. all of the money on fire. They yeah. can't. Like, I mean, they might as well light the stadium on fire before doing that. I mean, I still like my suggestion of sacrificing a Little Caesars pizza with the, with the um, pretzel crust because it, it looks gross. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't want to be that person who, like, is pizza is shaming but it just it has to be something so out there saging the arena is not enough i believe that we need a pizza sacrifice ceremony mike if you want to like arrange this you know detroit you were up there for a long time like you know that this city can't have nice things a hundred percent of the time you've got the great lions team right now and then this monstrosity They can only have one nice thing at a time because they had the Red Wings for a while that were great. Well, I take that back. In the 80s, they had three nice things at once. The Lions, not a nice thing, but the Pistons were really good. The Tigers were playing well, and the Red Wings were in the midst of their their playoff run. Right right now, they have one nice thing, and that's Mm -hmm. the Lions. The Tigers are not quite Pistons-level bad, but they're certainly not good. And the Wings are kind of hanging around a little bit, but... They do also have Michigan football, Courtney, which is playing in the college football playoff here uh, on New Year's Day. Yeah. So they do have the state of Michigan has two nice things right now. Yeah. And, that, well, and they're both football related, which who would have thought that? Yeah. In ever. 2023, the year of our Lord. So you saw Pistons fans wearing the bags over their head. Maybe they stole that idea from the Browns teams that you know lost a ton of games. The Browns, a different team right now. They're on the cusp of making the playoffs, and they're doing it without the quarterback that they paid $230 million for. Do they regret that Deshaun Watson deal? Mike and I discuss next here on Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan, Canty, and Michelle are off until 2024. Hope they're having a good holiday. You've got Courtney Cronin and Mike Rothstein with you on Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You can always tweet to us. My handle at Courtney R. Cronin. Mike's at Mike Rothstein over on X, Twitter, whatever you're calling it these days. You can also hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 Seven seven six. Apparently, we just had a caller who was perturbed that my geography of the <laughs> bodies of water surrounding the city of Detroit is so off. And I do apologize well, for that. I try to be, you know, a well-traveled individual. I go to Detroit at least once a year for, you know, an NFC North game covering the Chicago Bears. I probably should have known that Lake Huron was the body of water there next to Detroit, like not Lake Michigan. So I apologize for that. I can own my wrongs. Also, that's my bad. I think it's Lake Erie, but... Uh... <laughs> Whatever. Mike just told me something, and I just said it out loud. So if that's wrong, that's on you. That is, but also you should have known Lake Michigan because you live on Lake Michigan, and you know how yeah. the state of Michigan is like. I know. Shit. It's like it's in the middle of it. I just forget. Like where, Sometimes yeah. I forget where Detroit's situated on a map. It's on uh, the east, east side of the state, not side. the west that's side. Right. That's right. That's right. It's its, it's on Lake Placid. of Michigan. No, it's not, Pat. Stop trying to, like, make me sound stupid. Um, I can do that well enough on my own. All right. So Deshaun Watson was back in the building yesterday doing his rehab. He's coming off of the injury that put him on injured reserve a couple of months ago. But he's been around the organization. He had a five-word tweet on Sunday pumping up Joe Flacco, pumping up Amari Cooper for the way that those two went down to Houston and beat the Houston Texans to put themselves one game away from locking up officially a bid in the AFC playoff picture. That is something that Deshaun Watson has not been able to do for a myriad of reasons. Availability, Mike, being one of the big ones. We know with the suspension last year, the team was out of it before they ever really had a chance to try to crawl back into it once he came back from a 13-game suspension due to the allegations of sexual assault and misconduct that took place when he was with the Houston Texans. But this year, even when healthy, he wasn't great. And it took this offense a while to even get in any semblance of a rhythm before he suffers that shoulder injury and then finds himself on IR. And the reason I bring this up is because in the context of Joe Flacco, who is their fourth quarterback this year to win a game, they had... Uh, P.J. Walker playing, they had Deshaun Watson playing, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and Joe Flacco, like the fourth quarterback to win a game for one organization in a, in a season is remarkable. So go ahead and put Kevin Stefanski at the top of your ballot for Coach of the Year. But 
maybe it's short-sighted, but I would like to believe that the way that Flacco's playing right now, coming off the couch at 38 years old to having this team one game away from the playoffs might have them thinking a little bit of buyer's remorse. I know that like the long-term projection for Deshaun Watson, he gets healthy. This is an investment that will eventually pay off, but you have two years right now and a $230 million contract that's not aging well. No, no, not at all. And I would imagine that buyer's remorse is already there. It should be already there because you traded draft picks, draft capital that have helped the Houston Texans be a surprising team in the AFC to Houston, to Houston for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, you gave him a $235 million guaranteed contract. And he has not lived up to that, not in any way, shape, or form. Not not close. Like, it just hasn't worked out. And you're starting to wonder, well, okay, now you're tied into that. You can't move on from it because you're fully guaranteed unless you're willing to eat all of that. But you're not in a rebuild situation to where eating that contract makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, what happens, Courtney, if they go out there next year in 2024 and Deshaun Watson continues to kind of look like the quarterback he's looked like in 2022, Mm -hmm. the quarterback that he's looked like when he was healthy in 2023, which was in, what, three of the six games he played in, he completed under 60% of his passes. They won five of those games. Four, but like, four, but that four by the way, him. but I'm that not counting the him. one that yeah. he completed. He only played, you know, he completed one of five passes and only played a little bit. Sure, they won those games. They won five of the six games he played in, to be very clear. Like, they were winning those games, but, but you're right. the he numbers, wasn't playing yeah, well. The numbers from the quarterback that you made the biggest investment in weren't there. I mean, they have a great defense. That's a reason that they were in so yeah. many of those games when Deshaun Watson was playing and that they had to lean on that defense in so many of those games. That hasn't necessarily been the case with Joe Flacco. I know that he throws interceptions. He's good for one or two of them a game, but he's also good for a 300-plus passing yard game and getting his skill players, putting his skill players, whether it's the David Njoku resurgence where he had his first multiple touchdown game a couple weeks ago, first time in seven seasons where that had happened. Him and Amari Cooper this past weekend, like that was such a throwback to when Amari Cooper was a stud at the early part of his career, whether it was with the Raiders, whether it was with Dallas. And to watch him do that now makes me think there's something about Joe Flacco that's unlocked that potential within this offense and within this team to go to a level that in two short years, Deshaun Watson hasn't been able to take them to. The, the interesting thing, though, I don't know if we can put the sound back up, though. Um, Joe Thomas, former Cle- longtime Cleveland Brown, a Hall of Famer, he was on Unsportsmanlike last week, and he had this to say about the current quarterback versus Deshaun Watson. Flacco's been better. I mean, you look at the job he's done in the last three games, I think he's had over 300 yards passing in every game, and he's given him a chance to win in all three of those games. Watson was very up and down when he was there. I, I think obviously everybody knows Watson has the higher ceiling, and he's got the bigger contract, so we all know what's going to happen next year. But Flacco's been outstanding this season, and if he continues on this pace, I mean, there, there will be some conversation about who's the starter next season. I think that uh, it'll get shut down when you look at the contracts. It's he's stating the obvious there, but it yeah. is interesting to hear that coming from someone who knows that organization, the ins and outs of it, and played for the Browns for a very long time. It will make a very intriguing offseason if Joe Flacco 
gets this team to a playoff win. We know that they're one game away. It feels inevitable they'll get there. They have the Jets on Thursday night football. But if he has success in the postseason and Deshaun Watson's sitting there in 2024, not like they can do much to maybe move on from him, nor would they maybe want to, but it does raise an interesting question. Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein with you on Unsportsmanlike. We'll get back into this in a little bit, but we're going to go down to Mike's territory. Coming up next, a little NFC South talk here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. They are. They're not here right now because they're on holiday break, but you've got Courtney Cronin and Mike Rothstein with you on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Happy Wednesday. Mike and I will actually, if, as if we haven't worked together enough this week and <laughs> driven, drove each other nuts, we get to see each other this weekend because I cover we the do. Chicago Bears. Mike covers the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN's NFL Nation. Bears-Falcons Sunday over at Soldier Field. So, Mike, you'll get to experience the strange, balmy conditions we've had here. Not very winter-like on the um, on the uh, land, no, not a landlocked city. I was trying to make a Detroit joke. They're, they're not. I just yeah, keep well, you have a giant lake, giant Courtney. Lake. If lake you didn't Michigan, notice. The right lake. See, I got the right one this time because I live here and I know that. <laughs> Um, unlike all of my Detroit references that I keep uh, keep botching this morning. But what I won't botch is this interview here with Nate Landman, Falcons linebacker, kind enough to join us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. So we're a couple of days away from that game happening, Nate. And three week, or, uh, next week, January 3rd, the Pro Bowl rosters will be announced. I was, I was taking a look at the count this morning. You're third right now or in and in the NFL so second in the NFC in pro bowl voting for linebackers and we know that two inside linebackers will end up making this pro bowl roster so it sounds like it's going to be you and Fred Warner I wanted to give you the floor here to make your pitch for any of the fans that can still vote on this we know that fan voting counts for a third it's players and coaches that make up the rest of that but what would it mean for you to get into the pro bowl this year um I think it was just you know, it'd be, it'd be a big honor. It'd be something that I couldn't accept myself uh, just because of all the stuff that's been going on with this defense and this team and um, every play that I've been able to make and everything that I've been able to do, I, I can't do it alone. There's, you know, 26 other guys on this defense that are allowing me to make those plays. So, um, you know, it'd be a great honor and, and something to be happy about, but something that I couldn't accept on my own. We're talking to Nate Lamb and Atlanta Falcons linebacker here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Nate, good good to chat with you on the radio. We talk in person in the locker room all the time. I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you and I have talked about it a little bit, but just your path. At the beginning of the season, you were really the number three linebacker. You come in because Troy Anderson 
tears his packies out for the season. What was your mental expectation when you stepped in for Troy in after that Detroit game and you kind of knew that you were going to be the starter the rest of the way? Yeah, I was just trying to take advantage of my opportunity. Um, and my opportunity came sooner than I thought it would. Um, and obviously an unfortunate situation with Troy. And, um, that's my best friend. Not something I wanted to see happen to him. But um, just I was ready for my opportunity and, and just took it at the right moment. Um, you know, the coaches did a great job preparing me. and um, I grew a lot, took a big step from last year to this year. So um, I think I was ready for that, you know, that role and just be the football player that I was in college and kind of just expand on that in the NFL and um, continue to play my game. Nate, we've been talking about this all week, the amount of parity that remains in the NFL. Going into Christmas Day, there were mathematically 25 teams that still had Super Bowl hopes alive. Since then, saw a couple teams get eliminated. But you and the Falcons still in the hunt here in terms of the postseason. What has this year been like? Because I know that it's been, at least it appears in terms of like win-loss record, kind of a roller coaster. And then you get the big win last week to put your put this team in contention going down the stretch. How do you handle those expectations and keep it measured for yourself within a 17-game season? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been an up-and-down year, and um... – you know, at the beginning of the year, we all got together as a team and spoke about our goal. And obviously, it was it was making it to Vegas there at the end. And um, you know, we're grateful that we're that opportunity is still alive and we're fighting for it each and every week. Um, like you said, it's been up and down. It hasn't gone the way we wanted it to. We've lost some games we haven't. Um, you know, we shouldn't have lost. And I felt like last week we we put a full game together. And so, you know, I'm just glad that we have that stepping stone to build off of these last two games. Um, hopefully get a win this week to, you know, further those chances of us making it in the postseason, making that run uh, that I know we can. Nate, for those who don't necessarily know your story, you were born in Zimbabwe. You moved to California when you were four. Your dad played rugby professionally. I believe he played on an international level too. Correct me if I'm wrong there. And I, like, I guess, have you thought much about your path? You're undrafted out of Colorado last year. Like, have you had the time at all to kind of reflect and be like where you came from to kind of how you got here? Yeah, I think about it all the time. Me and my family talk about it all the time. Uh, um, the opportunity that my parents, you know, gave me when, when we moved from Africa to the United States and um, just not knowing how it unfolded and, and now that I'm in the NFL and um, just, just a crazy story going from high school to Colorado, playing five years there, battling some injuries, and then um, the opportunity – to come play for the Falcons being undrafted and um, fighting that uphill battle. But, um, you know, as it's going right now, it's not, it's not one I would change um, just because I feel like it made me the player I am today and, the, you know, the, the person I am today. So super grateful for my story. And um, it is a crazy one, and hopefully it continues to keep growing. Talking with Nate Landman, Falcons linebacker here on Unsportsman, like Courtney Cronin and Mike Rothstein sitting in for the crew on this Wednesday morning. Did your dad ever try to get you to play rugby? Like, how did you end up in football when you had a parent who played a different sport at a professional level? Yeah, uh, well, when we moved to California, um, and so rugby wasn't as big. Obviously, football was the is the big sport, and um, so just just trying to get into a contact sport. That was kind of what you know when I made friends in school and stuff. That's what they were playing, so that's where I played. I did actually play rugby um, in high school too, so. I played rugby, football, and baseball. Um, so I, I got that experience of playing rugby, and my dad got to you know, watch me play rugby, which was cool. But um, 
at the end of the day, it was just football was the bigger thing, and I, was, I just grew to love football more. Well, I want to follow up on that real quick because we've talked so much about the tush push and what Philadelphia has been able to do, implementing what some will call a rugby-style play. Have you, have you ever done that play when you were playing rugby in high school? Can you like speak to the level of difficulty of it? I, I don't know. Obviously, you play defense right now. Maybe speaking to the level of difficulty to execute it, but also to stop it. Yeah, the, the you're talking about the scrum. Um, yeah, it, it takes it takes everybody working together. Everybody's got to be a tight unit. Um, you know, working working in use and working in sync. And so, you know, what, what the Eagles are doing are it's pretty pretty cool, pretty impressive. I, I think they got you know rugby coaches in there to help them you know go through that. And uh, those guys, you know, they got the technique down. They're low and they're strong. So uh, it's a hard play to stop. I don't even know what the win percentage on that is, but I think it's close to 100 percent, right? It's really close to that. We're talking to Atlanta Falcons linebacker Nate Lamon here on on Sportsman like on ESPN Radio and ESPN Two. Nate, just to follow up on that, as a defensive player, how do you stop that? Because you've been on in that on the offensive side, you know, when you're playing rugby. How do you stop that as a defensive player? Like, what do you do? Yeah, you, you got to have you know the nose. Yes, you know, your two tackles up front got to got to get pushed back on the center. Um, they got they got to pop the center up and just stand up stand him up to stand the quarterback up. If, if the center gets low and gets any, you know, for momentum, um, then those guys that are behind pushing the quarterback will just fall forward a yard. So it's really on the big boys up front, linebackers behind the big boys. And so um, if you can get, you know, those two, two nose tackles to stand up the center and the quarterback, and I think that's when you have success and, and make that ball pop to the C-gap where you got, you know, an outside backer waiting there um, for a stop for no gain. You've been on the Falcons now for two seasons. Arthur Smith has been with the organization for three years. And some will say he overachieved with this team, 2021, 2022. And with where this team stands right now, questions about his job security and what these next two weeks can bring, how challenging is that for a player when those questions do exist, obviously externally, but about your head coach? How do you stay focused when all of that's swirling around? I think he does a good job of limiting the noise and, um, you know, that, that stuff is going around, but we, we know what we have in the building and, um, you know, we, we love art and art's given everyone here a chance and um, just, just the culture that he's instilled in everybody and, and the way he's rallied this team. And um, you can see, I mean, based on last week, how this team rallied behind him and, um, you know, we, we want to play for art. So yeah, the outside noise is tough, but he does a great job limiting that and, um, you know, comes in every day and we focus on football and, you know, we, we always talk about it that the only thing that matters is the people and the things that go on in this building and on the field here. So um, we're not too focused on the outside noise, just focus on the Falcons and what we can do to get a win that week. Hey, Nate, before we let you go, just going back to the Pro Bowl conversation real quick here, I'm just curious if it ends up happening, like have you and your parents talked about that at all? Because like you said, you talked about the journey that you guys went on and and like how your story's been a bit crazy, like what that would actually like end up meaning to you personally if it ends up happening this year? Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, fruits of hard work from playing football for a long time and like I said, not it's not an individual award because nothing I can, nothing I do out there is on my own. Um, so many guys on this team are deserving, and, and you know Jesse and Caden, um, all the D line, all the secondary, and so um, even even the offense is part part of that. You know, putting us in position to make plays, giving us short field or and stuff like that. So um, it, it, it'd be, like I said, it'd be a great honor. 
Um, and hopefully, you know, I'm not going to the Pro Bowl because we're still playing football. So um, that that'd be the number one thing. But um, it would be it would be it'd be very cool, like I said. But um, nothing that I could accept on my own. A well-deserved honor and what's been a career year for you in the NFL. Hey, Nate, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's Falcons linebacker Nate Landman. 94 tackles, four quarterback hits, six of those tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, one interception, three passes defensed. What a year. What a year he's had a part of this defense. And to be number two in the NFC right now behind Fred Warner in in voting for the Pro Bowl, so it's th- there's three total like where he's at. So it's Roquan Smith, Fred Warner, and Nate Landman of the Atlanta Falcons. Very clearly, he's established himself as a name already. If you're third in Pro Bowl voting, we'll find out those rosters uh, January third. I believe it's eight p.m. Eastern time when those are revealed. And you're right. You don't want to be playing in the Pro Bowl because you want to be getting ready for the Super Bowl. The Falcons still mathematically in it. We'll see if they're able to increase those chances when they play the Chicago Bears this weekend. On Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your RV, motorcycle, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, Pat's moment to shine coming up next. What is he irritated about today? I can only imagine. Imagine it's on Sportsmanlike, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. I'm over it with Pat, the producer. People taking shots at Jalen Hurts all of a sudden? What's over happening? Yankees fans? The Yankees stink? And people who are angry when you put ketchup on a hot dog? I, I think we've plateaued with Christmas movies. and I'm People who make ridiculous changes to their orders. Impatient texters. I hate people who share videos that are not funny. You know? I'm over it. I'm sick and tired and over it. Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein, 
here with you on Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This show presented by Progressive Insurance. All right, Pat, what's grinding your gears this morning? The narrative that Taylor Swift is a distraction to the Chiefs, it's complete nonsense. I think the coverage of Taylor Swift is pretty over the top, and I think we can all probably agree on that. But the idea that she's the reason that the Chiefs are not very good this year is just utterly ridiculous. MVS is not dropping passes because Taylor Swift is up in the box cheering on <laughs> Travis Kelsey. It's completely absurd. Why are you, Why now? Why, why are you saying this now? Hasn't this been going on for a while? Like, have you complained about this at a previous point this season? I've complained about the coverage of her, but I okay. have. there's been a lot this week about her being a distraction to the Chiefs all of a sudden. And I'm like, that's just not realistic. Is every wife and girlfriend on the Chiefs a distraction? Is it just because it's Taylor Swift and she's famous she's a distraction? Yes. But it's, it's just nonsense, reason. though. She's in the, she's up in the box. How is I, she a distraction? It's not her choice to be put on TV, too. You know, like the cameras are like, all right, where's the booth that Taylor Swift is sitting in? And then they get her consoling with her arm around Brittany Mahomes and their sad Santa hats with uh, the numbers of their <laughs> of their boyfriend and husbands uh, on, on, like on, embroidered on that. But that's not her choice. I do feel yeah. for her in that sense where she's getting the flack for how crappy this offense has been this year. We all know, like, but like anybody with a brain knows it's not her fault. I just, does she even care? Like, the woman is a billionaire, Mike. Well, do you think she gives any ounce of a crap about any of this? She's going to care because Travis Kelsey cares about how they're playing. That's why she'll care because she is a caring girlfriend and cares about her boyfriend. That is what... She will care about. But no, if you're blaming Taylor Swift for the Kansas City Chiefs issues, that's a you thing. Yeah. Because Taylor Swift is not sitting there and telling Sky Moore to not live up to his potential. She's not sitting there saying, hey, she's not sitting there saying, hey, Rasheed Rice, like maybe don't be all that good. She's not sitting there, even though he's having a reasonable rookie year. She's not sitting there saying MVS, hey, you know, she, she wasn't the one in – the draft room say, telling Brett Veach who to pick and who to sign. She had nothing to do with this. Like, she's just legitimately another person in Arrowhead Stadium rooting on the Kansas City Chiefs. She obviously has a little bit more vested interest. That's it. Please stop blaming Taylor Swift. I would love to hear what her next album the fodder for her next album, what it's going to contain. Like, I remember when they started dating, <laughs> I gave Travis Kelsey a vote of confidence. I hope that this works out for you because otherwise you're going to be verbally and lyrically destroyed by arguably the most famous pop star in history uh, with a 15-song diatribe that will be at your <laughs> expense. So hopefully all goes well. All right, Pat, what's next? Yeah, well, no, that, there's one other thing there, too. Now it could be like, you, you know... Uh, I'm just going to use your name, Pat. Sorry. Like, Pat32648, who's on X, that's going to be part of Taylor's song because he's sitting there, and it's always a he. He's sitting there blaming Taylor Swift, and Taylor Swift's going to see that, and now he's, she's going to make a lyric out of it. I don't know what that lyric's going to be, but it will be something. She's a more creative songwriter than I am. can't believe I was the one who just defended Taylor Swift. I've been crushing it all season, and now I'm the one backing it up. Well, players going to play, year, baby. Apparently. Um, airport prices? Why is a bag of chips $17? Why is a water bottle like $25? How is this legal? What, like, what are we doing? How is this allowed? I went to an airport Chili's the day of the Michigan-Ohio State game because I was flying up to Minneapolis to cover the Bears and Vikings. And 
I ordered chips and salsa and a beer. Just guess how much I had to pay for that. Well, right in the middle. $32.50. And that included tax because it's Chicago tax, even though it's way nowhere near Chicago, the O'Hare Airport. But I'm with you. It's highway robbery, and you have no choice. If you're hungry in the airport, what are you going to do? You can't leave and and go get something somewhere else, and you can't even bring drinks past security. So you're SOL in that respect. I... Mike and I are in airports all the time traveling. Like, do you have a strategy, Mike? Do you bring your own snacks with you to avoid paying for them? Because I always like think I'm going to bring granola bars and other things, and I, and I never do. I usually will bring a kind bar or two, but I also pay for the Delta Reserve Amex card, so I just so you have lounge w- access. I yeah, I wander because my way rich. into the Sky Club. Okay. <laughs> All right, Courtney. We're really going to go that down that road. No, I am not rich, not by any stretch of the imagination. You bring my, like- my apartment is the size of, of Pat's, I think. Um, so basically, no, <laughs> I just go to the Sky Club and I eat and I drink for free. And because I paid that for that credit card, I actually, I've mathed it out. I think it is added up with the amount of that I've, that I travel. It pays for itself. To pay for, it pays for it. And mm-hmm. that is part of it. And the other little hack is just buy a little yeti or buy a little like contigo water thing and you can take that through security and then fill it up at any of the wonderful water uh filling stations that they have in most airports or you, you can, can go to home that. goods and not spend 50 dollars on a water bottle you could i bought this hydro or i can go to a music festival $11. and take one for free okay that too you, you, you think i'm made of money i get things for free because i go to music festivals well, like come on you're just better what? than the rest of us I'm Matt, not saying that, festivals? Courtney. Do you have anything that you're upset about in terms of uh, the festivals that Mike goes to? Uh, I hate uh, all the pictures that are taken at music festivals because it's the same, same like four pictures over and over again. Why and do you hate Everyone joy? always takes the same picture. Just be more creative. Come up with something new. What would you like people to do? Create like a pyramid? A human pyramid? What are you looking for? Like you're watching music. We don't need like when people post those videos on Instagram, like, oh, it's my favorite song. And that's like three of them in a row. Like I'm not turning up the volume to hear. Yeah. Can we stop taking concert videos, please, and posting them? I guarantee you, you're one, you're never going to watch it again. And two, it's going to be an awful video. So let's just. All right. First of all, I would say I have watched some of those concert videos multiple times. So. Pat. You might be the only one who's done that. Well, that's fine. I'm the only one that's done a lot of things, Courtney. Well, you just gave Pat some good fodder for I'm over it here on Unsportsmanlike. That's well, um, that's what we're here so, for, Pat. We're here to Mike, you're not you're not packing like gluten-free kale chips when you go to the airport or something? No, I'm not packing gluten-free kale chips. I'm packing gluten-free kind bars and Lara bars when I'm going to the airport. Like, kale, I, I rock their granola Kale lifestyle. is naturally gluten-free, Pat. Educate yeah. yourself. All right, Aaron Rodgers, somebody who's educated us on a lot of things this year, continues to have many things to say, including about the criticism he's received for being activated to the Jets' 53-man roster. We get into that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.